It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Are we ready? Love Talk Radio.
at the age of 73 in 2016, acapella in her living room. No music, no mm. nothing. You want to hear it? Sure. Why not? The holidays coming. <laughs> If you paused it, it would just continue where it left off at. Well, that was a screw up. Are you there? Yep. Well, it happens, you know. Yeah, that was a screw up. I thought it would play right back to where we left it if you put it on pause, but I guess not. Oh, well. Hey, everyone. Welcome to a very exciting episode here on Francie and Friends. This is kind of cool because it's it's the weekend before Christmas. <coughs> oh, yeah. Are you done with what you have to do yet, Tom? Yep. I was a little late this oh, year. I, I usually get it <laughs> done earlier say. than this and the go for last minute things, but I finally uh, got it mostly done. I just I have one or two small things at a dollar store to pick up for stocking stuffers, but other than that, I'm good. Wait, you're going to the dollar store the weekend after, like, two days before Christmas? <clears throat> well, I can go in the morning tomorrow, and it won't be that bad. So, <laughs> you know. You're going to the Dollar Tree two days before Christmas, and you're going to say it's not going to be that bad? Well, I know what I'm going to get. It's just some stocking stuffers like gum, candy, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I hope you make it out of life. I I really do. I'll be my, fine. I I got your I got you. You know, if you need a Yeah, hey, I played catcher plan. and organized baseball and I you know, in little league and men's leagues and stuff and I played football so I'm I can hold my own. <laughs> you know. I might have to yeah. you know, block some old lady or something, but you know, that's okay. Yeah, yeah you, you know, might, might give me an idea for a story too. <laughs> there you, you know, go. The nightmare before melee, Christmas. The horror of the melee at Christmas, the horror, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're going to experience a lot of stuff in that do- Wow. The dollar. Hey, there's an idea. Future anthology for Nick. Huh? There's a future idea for Nick. He could do something with the, ho- all the holidays, you know. You know, instead of carving a turkey, somebody got carved at Thanksgiving, you know, or something like that, or, you know, the. The Christmas time zombies fighting over toys and killing each other for them or something, you know? <laughs> just throwing it out there. Just just weird shit that you think of now and then, you know? Exactly. So um, I would just like to say uh, good luck to you. Well, thank you. And, uh, I'll be all right. Uh, I might not have to go. Yeah. It's just if I wanted so, to get extra, uh, I could, but I'm caught up. Oh, okay. Good. Well, at least you got a game plan. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, huh? Let's tell everybody what we're doing tonight. Tonight is a Christmas episode, and we are also going to be talking about we've got some of the greatest black bedsheet book writers here. Um, by the way, it's not disintegrated. What was the word that Block Talk Radio used? Uh, it's acerated, but that's not even a word. 
Okay, yeah. It's decorated. It's decorated. Yeah, the spell check, and I guess they spelled it wrong. Uh, but we are going to have some great black bedsheet books authors here. We already got Tom Sawyer, 814 Year Life. 814. Hey. Oh, I don't know who's 814. How are you? 814. Yeah, 814. Which one Wait. is this? It's Rochelle. How are you? Hey, it's Rochelle. There she is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Welcome. Nick, Nick is going to make a few announcements real quick. He's about to call in, and we're going to get you all on. So far, we got Tom and Rochelle. Uh, Terry Horns is supposed to be calling in, and so is Jeff Carroll and Alexander Beresford. Yeah, what's the phone number? The phone number is, and if anybody else wants to call in also, we got 954. I'm about to pick you up. The phone number is Nick, area code 914-205-5523. He is the slowest dialer ever. Okay. So phones are just too small for my fingers. Yeah. Okay, 954, we're going to pick you up here. 95. Okay, I have to press the, the yeah. call button. You have to call. Yeah. I hate cell phones. And put it on speaker. And then when she tells you to... Hit one. Okay, I'm going to pick up on Nick now. Cool. But Nick, you're going to have to go outside, go outside so he won't get an echo. Are you picking up on me? I got you, honey. Oh, groovy. Groovy. I'm going outside out. then so it won't echo. Far out. Hamsters? I always say that. Uh, so, so, can everybody hear me? Yep. Oh, groovy. Where's Francie? Francie. Feel like I'm right here. I can hear you. <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. 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 Uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I guess the spotlight's on me. Um. Um. Uh, well, about, you know, Nick, Christmas is coming, and yeah, I am. But you can't see me. You can't see me take one. But I am bowing. Out of sight. But uh, yeah, you know what? Twenty twenty. Um, I always thought there's been jokes about the show twenty twenty and how uh, what's her name mm-hmm. should like Barbara, uh, Walters. Barbara Walters should like uh, be there when they drop the ball and all that stuff. But twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, to me, just uh, means uh, a hell of a lot of uh, a clear vision and stuff. A lot of things have happened this year, and I've been like working really hard, especially the last couple of months uh, after after Halloween. Like, took a lot out of me because we put so much into it. Uh, and uh, but uh, I've been putting a lot into uh, black bedsheet books and things that uh, we're going to be doing going forward um, as of next year, and. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a very productive year. Also, I think uh, what's sadly partly responsible for um, 
for my plans uh, happens to be uh, has, has to center on my dad's death. We're going to the burial tomorrow, and um, uh, and there's going to be some closure and things. But the fact of the matter is, um, uh, I, I got to say two things really quickly about that before we move on to happy thoughts. Um, but uh, uh, my, uh, uh, I mean, a lot of the stuff that my dad was going through with his dementia uh, and the way that my mom reacted to it and stuff, um, uh, with her screaming about things that, that were constantly going on that she couldn't handle, and all of the all the all the utter chaos, utter utter insane chaos and stuff is gone. Now, um, on the other hand, I wish that he was still here and I wish that the chaos was continuing because I, I do like to, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, as like a notch in my belt and be proud of, um, of going through chaos, uh, and excelling sometimes. And, you know, I, I just look at it as a challenge, but, um, the fact of the matter is this is a lot more of a calmer environment now. And um, it, and it's entirely manageable, and it's also inspired me. And I hope that my dad is watching and seeing how good things are going to be um, with Black Bedsheet Books for next year. Now, uh, to start things off, we've got um, uh, I made a deal with uh, with uh, um, Joe Mo uh, in Hollywood, who uh, was Forrest J. Ackerman's caretaker and. Uh, He's been around the block in the business. He's great. He's a fantastic editor. Also, he's going to be editing a series of uh, anthology books that coincide with Days of the Dead, the Days of the Dead Horror Convention, um, all five of them that are coming out across the country next year. So we're involved in that. Um, we're going to have a table there with the anthology, and there's something in it for Black Sheet Books authors who would like to attend the convention as well. So it's uh, it's going to be great. It's great exposure for all of us. And uh, when Jomo approached me for the project, I was like really touched that of all the other independent horror um, book publishers, he would choose me. And uh, so, um, and it's uh, it's it's a project that's really. Um, Something that uh, uh, that that Black Bedsheet Books' is essence is all about is helping uh, first-time authors and unsung writers that that have a lot of potential uh, get their voices heard, and then uh, this is this is a fantastic idea. Um, so I'm I'm very proud to be a part of this and to be the the publisher of this project for Days of the Dead and Joe Mo. Um, also. Uh, we've got uh, all the stuff that I've announced this year that I was going to publish that haven't I haven't published. Uh, all, all you authors and Rochelle, as as well, and uh, and Tom has one. Actually, probably all of you, mostly have have something that um, I have that ha has yet to come out and stuff. A, a lot of that has to do with the business with my dad and and everything that happened too that kind of got in the way, but. Uh, but uh, going forward, though, we're going to be uh, publishing a lot next year, and we're going to be uh, well, we're going to be impressing a lot of people. I hope so. Cool. Yay! So yeah. So um, so groovy, groovy, onwards and upwards. All right. So how are you all cool. doing, man? Yeah, yeah. How how are you doing, Rochelle? I'm doing well. How about you guys? 
Oh, oh, fantastic. You sound good. You sound ready for the holidays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As ready as kind we can be. But kind of bittersweet. You can never you, be honey. entirely it ready. For you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bittersweet oh, for that, a lot man. of people. Yeah. Every time I go on Facebook, somebody has cancer or somebody's dying or dead. It's like, uh, yeah. but there's a lot of good things though on on Facebook too. But it's just whenever you go on that thing, it just kind of augments things sometimes, and you have to turn off, and you have to sympathize. I expect when I post something about my dad, you know, I don't want crickets and stuff. Otherwise, I wouldn't really mm. care less and not bother. But um, you know, it's nice to share stuff and and things. But uh, and it's kind of a release too. Uh, I'm a homebody these days. I I just kind of go on the internet, and that's my social life. But you know, I mean, um, I, I've, I've, I'm determined. The, the nature of my business is, is mostly to work at home on the computer and get things done that way, and then go out and do the hoopla at conventions, and then come back home, and then just, you know, be a homebody again. So there's not a lot of pizzazz in that. But, um, but still, you know, um, it, uh, I, I, uh, I, I, I like it because it's something that's meaningful for me. I, I really. Um, uh, instead of wanting to be a uh, an evangelist and a Christian rock singer in my teens, I am now a uh, horror book publisher, and uh, that I think is the best calling that I can possibly have. Agreed. I agree. Can't be. That ain't too bad a way to go. Nope. No. No, I love it. That's right my alley. I've been writing since uh, since I was able to pick up a pen, I guess. And it was all spooky stuff, so it's my forte, and I love it. Francie. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, yeah, uh, nine, what do you have to say? Four. I'm trying to figure out 954. I think that's Here my call. Oh, that, that's Jeff Carroll. Hey, Jeff. Hey. Hey. How you doing? I was sitting here waiting. I didn't know if you all knew about me. So I just was oh, waiting yeah, when I, you I, said it. But. <laughs> we wouldn't forget about you. <clears throat> no, yeah, that, now, Jeff, Jeff Carroll is the author of Negro Mountain. It happened on Negro Mountain. And I'm standing right in front of his little poster outside that I have for him against my shack. Uh, along with a lot of other cool. frame posters. Yeah, I'm very proud I published a, that thing. And Jeff Carroll is great. Take a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I will. I will. When it gets, I'll probably do it tomorrow. It's like really dark right now here. But I will. That's a good idea. I'll take a selfie with it and I'll, I'll post it on your wall. Your wall. Yeah, that's always So, how cool. are you doing, Jeff? Hanging in there, no no problem. Everything is good down here. Out here in Miami, and we're in the midst of a feels like a tropical storm. So they said we are going to get the top of the storm by one o'clock. So it's already started raining and the wind is blowing. But uh, uh, other than that, everything is good. Now wait, oh, that, wait. that's is cool. Eighty what? degrees outside. Uh, no, not that warm today, but um, definitely in the high 70s, mid-70s. 
I envy you. <laughs> Francie's complaining about it. There's, it's, it's been a rainy day today. It's been pouring rain, and it's been, like, really cold. I keep telling her it could be a lot colder. We could be snowed in, we, like, a lot of other stuff. But she always, when it comes summertime, which is my favorite time of year because it's hot, I can actually do my gardening. Uh, and, uh, uh, and I get to go swimming. I love to do that. So, you know, um, and, uh, Francie keeps going, ah, I can't wait until winter. Can't wait until winter. And I'm going, oh, really? So now I'm going, so you wish it was summer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the grass is always right. greener, you know. Here. It's a balmy 49 oh, wow. degrees here in Michigan. So it's better than what it was a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Hey, Hi. Jeff, what have you got going on right now with writing? Well, I'm in the midst of the release of my third movie. It's called uh, The Death Pledge, and um, it's on a few platforms currently, and my distributor hasn't told me when all of the platforms will be um, having the film available, but um, it's a um, movie made from one of my short stories, and it's about oh. a, um, it's about a um, serial killer that's buried in an African burial ground, and um, when some college students go there to pledge, uh, do pledge their um, pledges, they disrupt the gravesite, and he wakes up and goes. Uh, Freddy Krueger on everybody. Ah, cool. So it's a nice one. Ah, that's awesome. <laughs> Do you have like a yeah. um, a website link you could share with us so that we can find out more information about it? Yes, they can go to the Death Pledge on Facebook. They can go uh, hashtag the Death Pledge on Instagram, and um, those platforms have. Uh, Information. Facebook one has a full full page dedicated to it, so they can get information right there. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Cool. Hey, um, Rochelle, um, what do you have yes. going on uh, with, like, writing and stuff? Um, well, let me think. I can make up something. Um <laughs> now, for everybody, she wrote Bonsai, which uh, we still have available. It's very great. It's very short. Cool. And uh, and it's like 99 cents uh, for a download over at uh, the um, at com, and it's available everywhere that you can find ebooks. Just look up Rochelle Dillon or uh, or Bonsai stuff. It's excellent. But she's got uh, she's got other things up her sleeve though. Um, yeah, yeah. I live with the bones. I is I always call it bathroom reading. It's pretty much that's where you can read yeah. it pretty quickly and uh, enjoy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's but, about a monster a penis, people. It is. It's about a zombie, a mutant zombie penis. Why? <laughs> 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 creative. I like it. It is. Don't have enough that's great. Story. Let me just make one more announcement. Uh, we got another caller from my mom's hometown, Cincinnati, Ohio, area code 513. Hey, Cincinnati, hey. Ohio, welcome. Was, was I right? Hello, Is that hello. Cincinnati, Ohio? Yeah, Cincinnati. 
Well, this is Terry, right? This is Terry. Hey, Terry. <laughs> Hey, hello, What's everybody. Terry Horns. Terry Horns Erwin. Hey. Hey, Terry. Hey. Hey, uh, Terry, by the way, I would just like to say thank you. I cannot top a Christmas gift that you gave <laughs> Nick this year for Christmas. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't think of that. Yeah, that that was uh I I was blown away. I was really blown away with a a um a ragdoll likeness of myself. Uh made in Israel and made in Israel too to your specifications. I mean, it looks like you must have like really dug through some iconic fairly iconic pictures of me because that's the stuff that I I've worn at conventions and everything, my little alien pendant and my and the black bedsheet shirt and, and the necklace down to the colors. Well, it's like really cool. It's groovy. And, you yeah, know, yeah. It, it also, everybody, it signifies a book that um, actually there's, um, long story short, there's some um, um, older stuff that I had, like um, um, back in the days, like around 1988, when um, my first novel was published, Cray Serpent's Prey. And the publisher came to me with other other projects and things, and uh, um, uh, one of which was Halloween 4. Um, but um, he also uh, wanted me to write more books, and I wanted to write more books, and I was. I came out with this book called The Ragman, which was published in 1989. Never saw a copy. Um, saw a couple of traces of it on um, uh, on the Internet. And it has an ISBN and things, but, you know, it, it, I mean, if you – if you know anything about me in those days, I, I got screwed. <laughs> so, but, um, but uh, in these later days, I dug up that stuff and I started bringing to uh, uh, these project ideas to a few of my authors. One of which was I brought um, Horns Terry, the um, the Ragman, and I said, um, you know what, I'm I'm kind of busy publishing, and uh, also on my writing side, I would prefer to write fresh stuff. Maybe you could do something with this and kind of augment it and make it something more. And he worked his ass off for a, more than a whole year. I mean, and, and he was sharing stuff with me on, on Facebook uh, Messenger about his progress and everything. And it's just really incredible what he did with that story. That story is coming out in novel form next year. And um, I'm, uh, I'm actually actively working on, uh, on editing and, you know, putting it all together. Uh, and um, uh, we haven't made the announcement yet, but um, that's... Uh, it's what the ragdoll kind of signifies, even though, I mean, on its own, it's just fantastic. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, I'm very proud of that. He's really, like, he, he kicked some ass with that story. He made it uh, um, something that uh, I, I lost for words here. But, yeah, you guys get to dig on it next year, um, early next year, too. You don't have to wait too long. That's great. Cool. So, Terry, Terry what do you have to say about that? Huh? It's 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 awesome. I mean, it's it's an exciting project. Um, definitely had a blast writing it with you, and uh, can't wait till it comes out. Yeah, excellent. And, and, it's uh, it's basically a, oh, it's it's basically a story about uh, um, about um, uh, ragdolls uh, that are given to people that look like them, and then they come to life and they go after you and kill you. Or if you kill them, then, you know, it's kind of like killing yourself. They're basically like voodoo dolls and stuff. But, uh, it's, you know, basically like that. 
and he's actually really fleshed it out in the characters and everything and made it. I, I, one of the reasons why I chose you, Horns, was because of the novels that you've published with Black Bed Sheet that um, are on the slasher side. And yeah. I wanted to make it a little bit like, you know, raw like that. And uh, so, but yeah, 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 yeah it's, man. It's, 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 it's definitely, stuff. it's a, it's a reimagining of uh, your original and uh, you kind of gave me creative freedom to kind of just run wild with whatever, you know, that inspired in me. And so there's a lot of, uh, a lot of Easter eggs in there from, you know, your original and, uh, once once the book yeah. comes out, you know, we'll have to do something where we get together and talk and uh, to everyone and, and announce things. And I've got some little special things to say about it and some uh, some strange stuff that kind of occurred during and after writing it. So, yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on. And, and that uh, the rag doll, I had actually taken a picture of you that the shirt is exactly on it because in the picture you had wore – a shirt with just the uh, black bedsheets logo on it. So, I mean, right. everything was down to a T with it. Yeah, it was great. I'm glad you liked it. You're very welcome and um, awesome. I, I just pulled yeah, myself was... away before I called in. I, I'm right. I was tonight and the night before I started writing a short story for the uh, Days of the Dead anthology. So, Hopefully I can pull something out. After writing novels and stuff, it's really hard to write short stories, man. It's really hard to like pull myself back from being wordy and and you know using too many words. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> you know these days, these days I I have a hard time trying to write something um, large because I'm I'm busy doing uh, uh, the other stuff uh, and. Uh, uh, I, um, uh, so it's easier Marley. for me to write short stories lately. Lately, I mean, before it was like you know, it, it the story like took forever. Like the Everborn is like uh, uh, like 500 pages long or something. But um, man, but these days short stories. So uh, another thing too is next year I'm gonna um, probably put out a another collection to myself probably next summer. Um, I've had a, a bunch of stuff. I just recently even did an essay um, for, you know, you know Octavio, um, I forgot his last name, in Spain. He interviewed me for his uh, book uh, about the Halloween franchise. And um, um, his publisher, which is in Spain, uh, comes out with a lot of uh, movie-based fan um horror movie type stuff uh books and uh so he was coming out with uh he's coming out with another book about uh, larry cohen and uh, larry cohen's it's alive trilogy which i'm a huge fan of and uh he got me to do an essay for it so that's like a little a little jewel that i just finished a couple of weeks ago so i i still try to keep myself published here and there in little little channels and stuff but yeah, so yeah, Francie. You know, yeah, I was, I was, I was gonna say, um, actually, since we got all these great writers here, I mean, a bunch of them. We got Rochelle, we got, we got Jeff, we got Tom, we got Terry, we got all you people here. And like uh, Terry was just saying, is it harder <coughs> to write novels or is it harder to write short stories? Who would like to answer that first? I could try. Um, okay. I, I, I think I think there's. It depends on what the story is. Um, I 
I think it's challenging in different ways for both of them. Um, I can't say one is more difficult than the other. I really don't think so because writing short stories, the cool thing about it is it's short, you know. Um, So no matter how agonizing it is, it's not going to be that long. The other, whereas um, with the a longer story, you still have to maintain people's interest. You know, regardless of how much space you give yourself, whether it's 60,000 words or 100,000 words, you still have to maintain people's interest for a long period of time, um, throughout that period of time. So, I can't really tell you. I know when I write comic books, um, writing shorter uh, pages is somewhat difficult if you have a lot of characters that you have to give lines to and give parts of the story to. Um, So it really depends on your story. With with longer stories, you can, you know, write high fantasy. But with short stories, it's really hard to build a world in a short story, you know? Wow. Yeah, yeah, well, that's that's true. It's really common sense. I agree. I just, as you were talking, I I thought uh, maybe I'll I'll trip people out sometime next year and and have a little contest where I – um, I challenge people to write a very small short story that has like 20 characters, <laughs> and and like it's large in scope and make people believe it by the time you're done. I would just have I don't know if that's really character names, <laughs> everyone talking to each other, the characters, something like that. That that would be freaky, yeah. but uh, but you know. Yeah. So the more you have to say, the longer it is. As long as you just like Jeff says, as long as you keep people's interests up, everything that's what really counts. You got to pull people through the book, make people read it. Yeah. Sometimes a story will determine whether it's a novel or a short story too. I mean, the subject matter. I mean, you know, it's just, oh yeah, yeah, and it is kind of a different. Got how do you put it? A different. I don't want to say style or different craftsmanship for short story and novel. I mean, you kind of could go back and forth, but if you do one too long, you got to make sure you go back to do the other and not forget how to do it. Sometimes it's like, yeah, you know, it's kind of always on that edge. You're like, okay, this isn't quite this, but it isn't quite like that. And, you know, sometimes it's just, yeah, it's it's hard hard to to translate. Uh, Like it's hard. How many, how many of you have seen movies based on short stories that were so fleshed out that they just don't work as movies? <laughs> Thank. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Francie, I didn't hear you. I said the Shawshank Redemption. Oh. I got it on mute. Oh, you got it. Oh, okay. She says the Shawshank Redemption was based on a short story. That was. And that's yeah, you know a long short story, story though. I mean, it wasn't a novella. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, dude. it was a novella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption by Stephen King. Yeah. No. Maximum yeah, but it also depends on the, the screenwriter too. The screenplay writer, though, uh, it's it's really their job to flesh it out and make it like really good. It's it's like uh, writers are so underappreciated. <laughs> and it's like yeah. uh, especially yeah, in movies. 
especially in movies, at least in books, we're the ones that are on the front cover, our names, and, you know, and stuff. And we get total credit for that, of course, because, uh, you know, the nature of it. But movies, though, it's like uh, it's a team effort. And it, it kind of sucks that a lot of times a writer, like, uh, gets stuck in the background of it. We we at Black Bed Sheet Books, I, I talked to you about this, I think, on the last Francine Friends show, Tom. Um, but yeah. We're going to try to pursue our authors trying to get gigs doing novelizations for at least independent horror films. Um, cool. So speaking of that kind of stuff. Yeah. That definitely That's sounds cool. good. Um, how, mm-hmm. What's the pay in that, though? Are they going to be paying for that? Oh well, they um, uh, there there would be some kind of pay, but it's still still along the lines of um, um, trying to get the word out with your writing, unless it's like a big major production. If it's an independent film and they can't really afford a budget to like um, help us out on it, then we would just publish it print on demand, like we do. And but the fact of the matter is. Um, if you latch on with what somebody else is doing, with what we're doing, then it augments what we're doing and it gets you out. It gets the word out better. So if, for instance, if it's just, if it's just like a normal deal with black bedsheet, uh, with royalties only and everything, but it has an actual movie attached to it that you based, right. um, uh, a novel off of a screenplay, then, um, then um, I'll be able to produce copies for them to sell at their tables wherever they go and and um, and um, um, you know advertise their movie and go to even uh, film festivals and things and and so it, it helps that way. I mean, in in some kind of a way, it does. It really does, unless it's like a big Hollywood production. Then then Yahoo <laughs> for that. But it's easier oh, yeah. to attain to attain a a, a a small simple gig for you know hitting up a a really potentially good independent film and and tell them hey you know I got this I got this author that would be interested in doing a um, a, a deal through me with you about uh, doing a novelization of this. Uh, movie that you're that you're um, producing right now and filming and you know and, and, and it'll then, just coincide i look at the like nick casella like what i was telling tom uh, sawyer again on i think the last show uh nick casella who is one of my authors um god rest his soul he passed away he was so great at doing that he started latching himself on to um uh to um independent horror films and uh as a side he would like publish books with me and then he would like self-publish books um that were based on movies in production and i watched as he was like getting a word spread like quickly more than other authors you know and as an author you have to be active and you guys all are um but i mean he was like um uh, i was watching him doing that i was saying you know that would be great as a matter of fact before he passed away i had some um, deals that were going that I was going to publish um, uh, uh, along those lines too, and and uh, when he passed away, it just didn't happen. I was he was going to be a front runner in that, um, uh, but you know, I mean, but we we can still do it. As check him out sometime. He's uh, he's got uh, he's got a lot of good uh, stuff based on independent films out there. I would love to be interested in that. The reason why I asked yeah. that um, question is because um, uh, this year, I almost said last year, <laughs> this year 
um, I had a big event in um, Miami on South Beach called Florida LitCon. And I think I mentioned it to you last year about it. And the goal was to um, multi uh, take brands into multimedias. And um, it was held at the what I like to think is the biggest American film festival in Florida, held in Florida, which is the uh, American Black Film Festival. Because the uh-huh. Miami Film Festival is an international film festival. So they really, they rarely accept American films in the Miami Film Festival. Um, but in the uh, American Black Film Festival, you get the Tyler Perry's, you get the um, Robert Townsend's, the Spike Lee's, and stuff like that. And so we did a book fair, uh, book fair comic book convention on the same campus that they had the film festival. And the goal was to interest filmmakers into using stories that uh, were books and also interest them into novelizing some of their films. And um, it was good. We we successfully created quite a few collaborations, um, and we look like we're going to be having it again uh, this uh, next year. So um, that's the reason why I asked. Um, because it's just really a, a licensing agreement, you know. And like you said, it does right. give the writer a lot of exposure. Um, but you think of all of these comic book movies, most of them started off as, as, as comic books first. And they, you know, may not have used the exact story. You know, they may have made some adjustments to it. But in reality... You know, they had all of the feedback from the Amazon comments and Goodreads comments to tweak the story and make it even better film. And, you know, I also, you know, pitched the filmmakers that as much as they teach you how to make a film in film school, they really don't teach you a lot on story writing, you know. And a lot of filmmakers, you know, you know, you, you can see a good film. I mean, you can see a film with good lighting and good acting um, and editing, but many times the story isn't as good as the lighting and the editing. And so getting a story and adapting it from an a, a, a author gives you a, a head start in that um, area. So that really was our pick. And so I'd love to have you come in and be a part of what we're doing um, next year on South Beach, so I'll let you know about it. Oh, please do that. Uh, that would I'm I'm extremely interested. Yeah, but please keep in touch with that. I'd love that. Um, for folks that don't know, um, Jeff Carroll coined the term hip hop horror. <laughs> and yes, I did. cool. <laughs> Yeah, so um, it's uh, I've been using that at uh, Black Bedsheet Books when it comes to uh, um, you know uh, promoting uh, books like Jeff's. Um, but um, yeah, it's uh, really cool. There's a deep history with Jeff. He's he's been a great um, like um, mentor for a lot of people, um, and uh, uh, very active in in uh, uh, just. Uh, uh, um, having a keen sense of wanting to help people around him, which is really excellent. If, if there was 
like millions of people like him, which there's people like him, but if, if the world was like him, the world would be a better place. Jeff. Oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> You're very welcome. Um, so I'm not sure if anybody's called. Francie had to step into the bathroom, so it's up to okay. us to chat until she comes out and, and sees who's, who's supposed to. I know Alexander Beresford said that he would show up. Uh, hopefully, fingers crossed. He's, he's a great author, author of Sharla. Um, and uh, there's some other books that we've been working on and stuff, uh, and, and also uh, some filmmaking projects. Hopefully, he can, uh, he can show up. And then, um, yeah, so... Um, so, um, oh, now I've got a, like a brain fart. Um, oh, that's okay, Nick. I wanted to ask anyone? my fellow colleague authors, what's the toughest part yeah, and I, easiest part for you as a writer? Just out of my curiosity. What's the toughest? Just, yeah, if they want to answer. I mean, what's the toughest for them and what's the easiest for them? You know? Oh. Well... <laughs> Um, let's start with Terry. Okay. Um, I guess, um, let's see, the toughest would be maybe two things. Maybe the time to do it and um, not second-guessing myself when I'm doing it. You're trying to make everything uh, perfect, um, reworking it constantly. And then the easiest part for me is the ideas that I have. There's just, I have a a huge backlog of ideas, so I don't have the writer's block. Yeah, you know, I can relate to that too. I I have have thousands of ideas. It's just, um, you know, and writer's block isn't really an issue for me. It's, um, it's uh, a lot of well, the time first and foremostly. But when I actually sit down and, and get to doing it, uh, it's, uh, um, it's just um, really fleshing out the story. And uh, I'm typically the Ernest Hemingway, even still to this day, about how um, it's best for me to sit down with a notepad, and a pen, a little alcohol, and a few cigarettes, and just sit and just write, and then later. Uh, when I'm sober, transfer it onto um, uh, onto Word or something, and edit it as I go, and everything. But you can't. The thing is, you can't flesh it out too much because it shows. A lot of things that we write and we publish for the world to see, uh, we have to be really conscious of um, of how other people can see it. Uh, hence the art form, because um, people can tell if you're tired writing it. People can tell um, uh, if it's exciting. People can tell sometimes your emotions while you're writing it, and they can like they can see that. Sometimes they could see if it's a, like, for instance, if it's a piece of crap, they could tell that you didn't put too much effort into it. And if it's wonderful, they can tell you put a lot of effort into it. A lot of who we are and what we are and and what we're thinking about at the time and our attitudes show on paper ultimately um people can forget about the story and uh, while they're reading and they can like take a look at i mean how many times have you said uh this this story is really great this writer was really into it but there's this like chapter that he must have been someplace else when he did that you know 
So people can yeah, actually read you uh, literally when when they're reading your story. There's yeah, fancy. I can read totally with Terry's answer. I was just was curious because I know we all run into different problems, so I kind of am curious if my fellow or colleagues here as writers, if we hit some of the same uh, you know, ups and downs. Usually if I hit trouble on writer's block, you know, we hit writer's block, I usually just go to another project and work on that till, you know, it helps me think of something else that I was working on previously, you know. So I wonder, if, do any of you guys do that? If you're kind of hitting a part where you're kind of having a tough time, do you go to another project or do you just kind of hash it out or stay with it? Um, I would say, you know, my answer to that is, uh, I am one who has 50 million stories. I have no problem with necessarily thinking of story ideas. What I do do is now I've written in the 90% of the subgenres that I would like to write in. So I just try to think of what um, is trending, almost like a publisher, you know, and say, oh, that's about to be a, 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 a trend, you know, um, something, you know, vampires are going to be back, or zombies are out right now, and it's a really good time to, to write that, so then I'll pick one of my zombie stories, and I'll write it, but when I run into a writer's block to answer your question, um, mostly I go to sleep on it, and the next day I um, may have an answer, or I all um I go Sharknado um in the sense um I I write the simplest dumbest little I um solution to the problem and move on with the story and many times that little Sharknado idea isn't a big deal as much as I think it is and I don't even many times even have to change it you know um. But it's you know I think for me it's like I make too much out of everything in the story, and sometimes the greater story is your goal, and these little small little details aren't that important as much as you think they are. So that's why I yeah. just go Sharknado, you know, and that has really helped me out. I don't know when I started thinking of that, but um, it's really been helping me out. A lot, you know, and that's I kind of just think like that. That's that's excellent, and that's uh, yeah. Now, you know, you coined, you just uh, Jeff, you just coined another term, <laughs> <laughs> calling that kind of shit Sharknado. <laughs> okay, now I'm gonna use that now. I like that. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's yeah, exactly. You know, sometimes I just uh, when I. Uh, when I sit down uh, in the middle of a story, when I wrote, like, um, I've been working on a story for a couple of weeks or a few weeks or something, and and um, I, I come across uh, a point where I'm kind of tired of a certain character or the way that something's going, or there's something kind of like writer's block where I'm not sure where something is leading. I just kind of go all Sharknado too. And I decide, you know what, I'm just going to kill off this character. Didn't plan on doing it. Right. I'm just going to kill it off. See what the ramifications are <laughs> to the rest of the story. Just kind of throw a wrench in the whole thing. 
and That's make it more idea. interesting yeah. because it's yeah. slowing down <laughs> for me. Yeah. Sometimes when you the first thing you think of, you know, in a story, whether it's whatever plot wise to the story, uh, a good thing to do is just kind of like flip that upside down. Don't always go with what you know you instinctively go to all the time in a situation in a story. Kind of turn it upside down and start thinking about it like that. That works for me sometimes too. And um, you got to make it exciting and interesting for you. I mean, yeah. otherwise, like I said, it shows. <laughs> and what, like what you were saying, as far as like when I'm working on something, I generally don't like to pull myself out of it and start something else because more than likely I'm never going to go back to what I was working on. That's just me. Wow. That's usually how it yeah. happens. <coughs> hey, uh, Rochelle. Yeah, Rochelle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you have any? Oh, okay. Go, go, Francie. I want to include well, her. I know, know that you know. I yeah. just got out of the bathroom and I read your book. See. <laughs> 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 It it works. It works perfectly. I I do have a question for you because there's not many female horror writers out there. It's kind of like, uh, let's face it, it's kind of like female comedians. You know, they're very rare and very few. And being a female horror writer like yourself, do you feel that it's hard to break into this genre and say, here I am, I'm a woman? <laughs> Read my book. Um, you know what? No, actually, that's that's kind of funny. I I really don't. I find it that uh, people embrace it a lot more now. I'm seeing a lot more female uh, horror writers, horror um, you know um, directors. Um, so for me, it's kind of an exciting time because we're seeing it a little bit more. Um, so that's why I'm kind of looking at that right now. I I don't find it as a hindrance. It's not as much of a boys' club as it used to be. Sorry, boys. Um, but no uh, problem. Yeah, yeah the more hey. the merrier. <laughs> that's through nice. the doors. And you can always use a pen name. You could do a, a yeah. male pen name. I know Richard Lehman uh, wrote some romance novels, and he used a, a female name. Yeah. yeah. Uh. It, 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 that's not cool, but uh, you know, for right now, I I don't think even, that's even needed. A lot of female writers are right. are really coming up with some great, uh, horrific shit right now. Oh yeah, indeed. Cool. Uh, and there's uh, more female directors too. Have you seen the Baba Duke? That's a female oh, yeah. director yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's great. And and not to mention, uh, uh, I, her name was on the tip of my tongue. I, I was really into her. She did uh, Siesta and uh, Pet Cemetery. Mary Lambert. Yeah. Love Mary Lambert. She's a great director. Uh, and, and But, I mean, it's still few and far between. Uh, it's still, you know, more power to you. Women just have to write. <laughs> no, you do. It's, uh, um, you know, uh, Rochelle. Um, you know, Rochelle is more like a, I, I wouldn't, not sure if I would classify you as, as like a horror, horror writer. You're more like a, the female David Lynch. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. 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 More like really bizarre, like twisted horror, like uh, kind of offbeat, uh, weird fiction, uh, which is what I love about Rochelle. 
you know, it's just I'd publish that shit any day. It, it, it's great woman right there, great talent. I'm really hoping to see uh, Bones Eye anyway become a rock opera. A rock opera. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Yeah, good. Exactly. Yeah, I, After I, I the failure you, of Cats, they're they're probably looking for fresh material that'll actually work. Hey, no, I think that would. Who wouldn't want to see a singing penis? Come on. <laughs> I don't know if I can comment on that one. <laughs> <laughs> it would be better than the vagina monologues. <laughs> oh my god. You know, Rochelle's penis story was inspired by Godzilla. Can can you wrap your head around that? (laughs) You couldn't wrap your arms around that. The 50 foot woman, maybe they can meet up. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) That's quite a vision there, Jeffrey. Everybody, I want everybody to hold their thoughts before Block Talk Radio, that British woman cuts us off. Let's do a uh, closing song, and then we'll have the after party. Can everybody hang tight for three minutes and 42 seconds? Because I don't want us just to go dead. I'm going to let everybody know that we are about to have an after party after this song. Okay. okay. I thought you were going to say. Uh, I thought you were going to ask us. I thought you were going to ask us all to break out in a, 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 like a Christmas chorus. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> so everybody no. sing one, two, three, four. No I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, Francie. This is going to be Tom Sawyer going to the Dollar Tree tomorrow. <laughs> what? Yeah. The first thing at Christmas that such a pain can be. Christmas tree. The second thing at Daddy, I want some candy! Donations! Facing my in love! 
Christmas cards. Hangovers. Now why the hell are they blinking? I'm finding a Christmas tree. <laughs> the kids think it's Christmas and such a pain to me. Batteries not included. No parking spaces. Why are Get a job, you bum. Spotlight. 
Um, uh, and uh, also, um, I was talking to Joe Moe, and he um, brought up the idea of there's been some interest in some of the guests at these conventions actually participating a few here and there. And there's like a, there's like real great, like horror film celebrities at these things um, that might participate also and add a little something, something. So, uh, um, and, and uh, I'm sure that uh, uh, that will coincide with like people, people um, going into the convention, going to uh, the black bed sheet books, uh, Joe Moe days of the dead anthology table and meeting the authors and everything and doing all that, getting their autographs and, and then going to the celebrity tables and having them sign the book as well. And, uh, you know, so, but, uh, that's, I, I, that's, um, that answered some of your question. Then I went off. What's that noise? There's a, like a, there's a, like a noise, a shuffling noise. Who's that? Doesn't Every day we're shuffling. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So, but no, it's it's a regionally based uh, to suit each convention, and that's what mm. we're looking for. Um, you don't have to necessarily be a, a attend. Um, uh, and there's people from all over the country that are submitting that um, um, that understand that it's a regional. Thing. Well, like for instance, somebody from Washington writing a Las Vegas story and submitting it. And that's cool. Um, and they won't attend and that's cool too, but we're trying to focus it on that and, and give us a platform and the authors that we accept the platform and the whole thing. Um, so does that make sense? Yep. Yes. Can you I use read uh, what, what my end would be because I don't live in any of those cities um, or states. So now I have an idea. That's cool. Thank you. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, there's there's something Can that we uh, we, we've got a plethora. I like to I like to use the word plethora. We have a plethora of questions from like Facebook Messenger based on the posts, uh, the announcements, and everything. Um, and um, uh, but it's 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 basically that simple. Uh, a lot of questions we haven't even thought about. Like, what if you're in Japan and you want to submit, you know? But um, uh, it's it's basically to suit the convention. Um, now, Jeff, you're in you're in Florida. The closest one to you, I think, would be the Carolinas, wouldn't it? Georgia. Georgia. Oh, Georgia would be closer. I'm from the Carolinas. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I would probably try to Chicago. There, and throughout the course. Throughout the course of this, there might be opportunities for me to actually escape and go to to one or two of these. Too. So if that's the case, too, then I'll bring everybody's books with me, and, and I'll, uh, I'll have a big promotional thingy. <laughs> so wherever I go, I promote all of this. So it's like uh, just like when I started this thing in 2008, I figured, you know, I, I've I've done some books. People kind of know who I am. Um, I know how to publish other people, and I'm just gonna like, you know, um, wherever I go uh, and promote my stuff too. I'm gonna promote everybody else's, and we're all in one big shindig here. 
That's the basic basic foundation of the scope <laughs> when I started the whole thing. So um, I, even if you're even if you're not a part of that anthology, still uh, you're going to be there. You're going to be promoted. Just like uh, just like all three of us, when I got together with Bill from uh, Days of the Dead and Joe Mo and stuff, and teaming up to do this, um, uh, the the focus of the effort is to number one get unsung writers spotlit and and uh, give them an opportunity, and number two promote ourselves in doing it and um, and get bigger names for ourselves and in, in the actual doing, um, which which comes. Um, regardless, I mean, you know. Uh, Nicholas, does it have to be original material, or can you have stuff that was previously published entered? We prefer original material, something specific okay. for it. Makes it more exciting okay. to be able to tell everybody that this is something that was specifically written for the event or for the anthology. <laughs> the okay. funny thing is the anthology is going to supersede and surpass the events long after the events are gone these books are still going to be sold what so about any, um, comic books or comic uh, sketches comic strips is that available oh uh, not for <clears throat> not for this anthology we not, as as a matter of fact we never even thought of that too um it's possible. You know what? Uh, if um, show us what you got, and I'll I'll present it to Joe since this is a mutual thing. But I don't. I, that might even help a little bit if there was like a little comic. Uh, just uh, um, shoot me what you got. Any ideas and stuff, and and uh, I'll I'll pass it along. That might be something too. Um, with uh, just something uh, um, that we could like uh, put in a volume like that, that's like um, with comic strip panels. I I've done that once um, with uh, Jason Gaylord's book, Filter, which uh, he had um, an artist. Uh, it's a compilation of short stories, of course. And um, 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 there was uh, an artist that did actual panels with uh, with Jason as a character drawn in it. Um, and we could do that. Uh, that would be easy to translate into a, a work like that. But of course, it has to abide by the rules and so forth and stuff. And like I said, you don't have to be there, but it has to pertain to the region. Uh, if you want to, yeah, sure, pass it along. Just trying to keep my options open. I don't know what I got. I'm thinking the stories, some of them aren't even set in a location. I mean, in a particular city, so I'm thinking maybe I could rewrite them and have them, you know, fit uh, location better. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's the check yeah, that, my that stuff, too. I got... Well, yeah, it, it's a good opportunity for authors yeah. specific to, I mean, you know, we're all under the same umbrella with Black Bedsheet. Um, mm -hmm. so the, you know, the door is open for these kinds of uh, things, uh, because, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, this is an opportunity to exploit, uh, everything under this umbrella, including you guys. So, um, uh, yeah, Jeff, uh, if you want to bring that, that, that would be great too. 
That would be great. Actually, I, I get a feeling that um, these volumes are going to be more magnificent than uh, than is on paper with just like unsung people. It's going to be like a a real treat, each one, with like a lot of like um, um, a lot of diversity as far as not just books of short stories, but short stories, poetry, different um celebrities contributing and uh and and um, maybe a comic story we can translate from jeff to one of them probably the atlanta one if you want or whatever that would be great i like Any that it's i like the, the, the oh well, yeah we're, we're open to anything that, that actually that's a great idea well you know jeff is um is always an outside the box thinker I hate to say outside the box because that's such a cliche um, term. Yeah, cliche. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. But Don't I believe worry. in all you guys because you know, all, all you guys are unique. I mean, I'm really proud of all you guys. You're like, uh, you know, I mean, all you guys. I'm just, <clears throat> yeah, you know, that happens when I have a few drinks, I guess. But, uh, you guys, I love you guys so much. I do, though. I'm very proud of everybody I publish. And, you know, Francie. Francie's on mute. Francie. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, there you are. Groovy, yeah, I, I put you on mute because I don't want to interrupt you guys. Oh, no, that's okay. Oh, jump in. And it's just kind of like, you know. Wandering off a little. You know what? Um, there's there is something interesting going on on Facebook, uh, and I've been trying to wrap my head around marketing, Facebook marketing. And God knows, if I had a nickel, as they say, for every somebody that emails me uh, saying, you know, I can make your Facebook marketing a hell of a lot better if you pay me a bunch of money. And I go, no, I'm I've been on Facebook for years now. If I can't wrap my head around it by this time, I, I never will. And um, uh, I, I came, I, I, uh, every once in a while, there's like um, groups that I've joined like years ago that get um, kind of uh, thrown aside. Uh, and uh, then like this horror nation thing that I do now, it's because somebody stopped doing it. And then I went on it one day and it said, this book needs a mod. I mean, this, this book, this this group needs a moderator and it had like uh, 2,500 people. And I said, hell yeah. And, um, and I started figuring out, well, I have a lot of groups and, but they're not doing anything. Every time I post something, it's like one or two likes, even on my profile page. It's funny, but anytime I post something from black bedsheet books, it gets like one, two, three, four likes and nobody cares. But when I post something about my family or something more personal, then I get like a hundred likes. And so, but this is more of an outlet for me, this group. It's funny, but um, ever since I joined, uh, um, uh, close to a thousand other people have joined. Now it's like, uh, instead of 2,500, there's like 30, almost 3,500 people and stuff. And I've wrapped my head around um the necessity of keeping people entertained and um, having good content and so forth. And everything behind it is eventually, you know, I kind of feed them black bedsheet stuff without like being too in your face. 
And um, the more people that like stuff, I have noticed uh, that are Black Bedsheet Books authors that that uh, actually uh, uh, go on the page, like things or post things and stuff. They get a little bit more attention, too, I'm, I'm noticing. And uh, the numbers keep going up. So I'm doing something right with that as far as publicity. And it's a lot of fun, too. I mean, I, all the the um, the, the um, eating baby stuff that I put on there. <laughs> And it's like morbid, uh, like, you know, I'll see what they have to say about this. But it's uh, it's really neat, and I'm learning some stuff about uh, um, putting my name out more, um, I, you know, stuff in social media. Just not just that, but it's really neat. So, um, yeah, the, that the Horror Nation thing is, like, really going really good, and so is the Black Bedsheet group page and stuff. So, you know, um People are paying more attention, and I've been doing this for about over 10 years now, so I'm noticing a lot of differences and a lot more attention. Every time I post something on Horror Nation, it uh, eventually it gets like 40 likes. I've never, I, I never get that on my profile. I never get that on the Black Bedsheet Books um, official page. And it's like the people, like, you know, just, I don't know. But... Uh, and then I I, I uh, end up plugging them with, uh, you know, um, uh, now a word from our sponsor, and people pay more attention to that. So just thought I'd mention that. And it's a, it's a little side thing, and it's not going to make us, like, a ton of money, but it's a, it's a little bit of marketing and a little bit of – I've always been somebody that, um, like the Wizard of Oz, if – you know, if Black Bedsheet Books ever gets like really like international attention grows bigger and stuff. I, I want it to be someday said that um, I, I'm like the man behind the curtain. I always wanted to be the one in front of the curtain and in the spotlight. Um, but uh, I, I like operating behind the scenes and, and doing things for other people and getting them to do things that I, you know, but, um, but uh, I, I um the man behind the curtain thing, um, it, it, it's like I, I've got like um, I, I like to be the one that would fool people um, to look at the stage and see the spectacle. And then I would be the one in the back, like going, yeah, yeah. And they wouldn't know who I was. They would think I was a fan. And I'm just like kind of um, getting people to root on. And hopefully they would like catch it and go, yeah, there's something important on the stage. That guy's really into it. Let's pay more attention. <laughs> you know, it, if that makes sense, I don't know. It does to me. Oh, good, good, good. It does to me. Yeah, it, it, it kind of, um, uh, uh, it's not as powerful, but it reminds me of all those Adam Sandler movies where uh, where what's his name is in the background going. What's it, what does he say? What's his name? Francie. Yes, dear. Francie. Yeah. What what's uh, the, in the Adam Sandler movies? Uh, the guy that always roots for him. That's what's his name? That famous actor. I forgot. You can do it. Yeah, you can do it. Yeah, I like to be the guy in the background going, you can do it, when you it's really us on the stage and nobody knows that it's me, and then I inspire the people coming from the back, if you, you know. <clears throat> anyway, there's there's a trick to that. 
um, maybe I'll write an essay about it or something for everybody to understand, but that's part of the mechanics behind how I've been operating black bed sheet books aside from the business, just like going in the background, like rooting for all of us, not being me. Yeah. It's Rob Schneider, honey. Rob Schneider. Yeah. That's right. Anyway, the water boy. Who, who else there? <laughs> you guys still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Here, here, here. Oh, groovy. Is Rochelle still here? Oh, I think she left. Is Jeff still here? Here, here, yes, sir. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> All righty. Francie, any questions? Anything? Because I'm kind of rambling on. <laughs> oh, it's good to hear you talk for a bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he's usually quiet. I'm usually like, Nick, yeah. say something, and he's like, no. And when I get social, I have hand. a lot to say. Sometimes when I get social, I have too much to say, but <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. But leave for the next one, so it's no big deal. Oh, yeah. And, you know, uh, uh, we want to um, – Francie and Friends hasn't done very many shows, like, in the last year and stuff. We've just been busy. And but we're, we're going um, we're, we're to get back together. We want to get the gears cranking again so that we start highlighting more authors like we used to and everything. So, you guys, um, uh, each of you can have, like, a special show in Francie and Friends, and we can spread the hoopla yeah, I, I, and I the love. Yeah, I would love to have Terry. Terry. You're always welcome, and Jeff, of course, you are too. Yeah, and Jeff, uh, don't don't. Yeah, Jeff, don't forget to hit me up with what you were talking about too. That sounds very interesting. And then we got interesting, great Coolio stuff with horns and me coming out next year. And then Rochelle um, uh, is coming out with something new. And um, a lot of us too. I, I've got a I've got a list. <laughs> L.A. Nance, um, one of my authors. He's uh, and Eric Shuttleworth too. They're probably uh, they're probably both listening. And uh, and Timothy Baker, as well, are coming coming out with stuff early in the year, as well as Chris Miller, um, a sequel to The Damn Place, which I came out with hey, just uh, this last I, year. I would brand like new black Black I would like to say one thing really quick, and I'm really impressed with this number. Uh, two days ago, uh, Tom, I did tell you about this before we went live. We had 594 downloads in on October, I mean December the 19th. That that was that was just the downloads. That wasn't even the listens. So our numbers are there. And we're number six in popularity of, like, thousands of shows right now. We're number six in popularity right now. So we're doing pretty good. It's really neat that Francie Francie has this history. And, of course, everybody knows that it's how we met because she interviewed me on her show. And then I flew to South Carolina to bring her back here. Uh, long story oh, short, so uh, here's her show. It's like, um, it's like, uh, 
uh, bigger than than you would like look at on paper. It's like uh, all this stuff with like from the Howard Stern stuff to um, the Solomon Burke. The, the Solomon Burke stuff blows me away that she was friends with Solomon Burke on on her show, and we went to his funeral and everything. Uh, not not his funeral, his uh, his uh, wake, and Francie got to actually step up to the microphone at the wake. I was so proud. It was just with all these celebrities and everybody going there. And she introduced me to a, a lot of the um, uh, uh, Solomon Burke music and a lot of the, uh, um, oh my gosh, it's such a wealth of rich music. Um, and, uh, and, and, and she knew the dude. <laughs> because of her show and we were gonna if it wasn't for his death we were gonna have jerry lee lewis and him on on the same show too i remember that year um and uh and now she's friends we're well we're friends with uh with the burke family and and um she's had some of her uh some of his um um uh uh sons Gloria and daughters on the hug to wrap my head around you yeah, you know, it's basically just a uh, uh, just a podcast, blog talk radio show where you use the telephone like we are and just talk and have a show, and um, I, it just still blows me away, even though I'm so used to it now, that one can a- have conversations with huge huge celebrities this way. <laughs> just so yeah, amazing. Remember, remember the Burke family? I was like, "Hi, I'm Francie," and they were like, "Oh." The king of pop, the king, the king of soul. No, just Solomon. The king of they soul. were like making soul. fun of me. How I, I was so starstruck. They're like, no, just call me Solomon. The king. No, I'm, I'm, I'm Solomon. <laughs> just call me Solomon. <laughs> they were like making so much fun of me, <laughs> but they loved it, and they all loved the show. They, they said that I did them so much justice. And some of my horror fiction idols that I grew up reading with, uh, reading, like John Skip and Craig Spector. Craig Spector was a host for a while on Friends and Friends. Blows me away. Oh, stab you! Oh, stab you! Oh, yeah, that that show, yeah. And just uh, and Jonathan Mayberry, and uh, just uh, a lot of a lot of horror film celebrities and everything over the years. It's amazing. And we're going to keep that up. So there's going to be a lot of great stuff this year too. I mean, not this in 2020 going on. It's going to be great stuff. Yes. And I want to get a lot more of those people involved in like um, being published by me too. That'd be great. They they all got stories. They could send them to us. I I gotta have a plan though for things like that. I'm trying to um, also um, um, get together um, something like, uh, for instance, a Phantasm um, franchise uh, hookup, uh, and a couple of things that are on the plate that I'm working on too. Uh, I believe if we get ourselves not just in involved in um like um writing for independent horror films uh to get that kind of publicity but uh, a little bit something more um 
these big franchises get a nice like um, anthology. Uh, and you know, I with the Halloween Four thing and stuff. Um, I'm not sure if that's possible, uh, but that would be like really ultimate. That would be my forte with the Halloween franchise. But I, I think I've milked it with my Halloween Four. I don't think that they really, you know, I don't. I, but there's so many other franchises to get involved in. And personally, for me, it would be really cool to have another novelization of something important. But, uh, you know, oh, oh, Blog Talk's going to cut, cut us off, and I'm rambling again, too. No, that's okay. Uh, anybody have any There's last words? To talk to you, Nicholas, so it's kind of nice to talk to you. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna try more, but, you know, it's Francie's show, and sometimes um, on a Sunday night, any given Sunday night, I'm really working, doing other things, and I let Francie, like, uh, do her thing. Well, it is sponsored by, but that doesn't mean I have to, you know. But this is a Black Betsy Books Christmas party. Hmm. So, you know, I, hmm. I made it a point to talk and talk. Did everybody get their egg on? No, I'm yeah. saving that for the Spike stuff for uh, Christmas Eve. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't drink oh, yeah, anymore. I just don't drink any less. I'm going to go to the Dollar Tree tomorrow. I don't have to, but <laughs> I might do as an option. We'll see. <laughs> I do plan on going to the liquor store on Christmas Eve to make sure we got that Hollywood oh, spirit. Hey. You know yeah. <laughs> Now Makes we're on it easier. Echo. We're we're on Echo. Oh yeah, Echo. Echo. Yeah. So, uh, oh, hey Terry. Nice uh, some of the... Oh, yeah. Oh, Terry, oh, you oh. still there? Is Terry still yeah, there? Terry and Rochelle. Okay, gone. that's okay. Oh, okay. But Ruby. yeah, we, we 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 should probably wrap this up a little bit though. But yeah. I mean. Uh, Really, it's been a great show, and I'm really more than happy to talk and to highlight you guys and to all the whole nine yards. Nate is going to be more part of the show. Yeah, yeah, it depends on the show. Having, show, to show. I just think it was fun having a variety of writers on the show, and you know, hearing you know, hearing their answers on questions and getting their perspectives yeah. on things because you can always learn from them. You know, that's always good yeah. to hear what we're doing. Good to hear from uh, other people. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Gee, it's not just me. I'm not. I'm not like the Jesus of writing. It's you guys. You guys. Everybody uh, has the. Well, we all have our ideas and our way and our journey and what we learn from it to share about writing and and our paths and stuff. It's just you know. I I just. Uh, I I really do. You know. I mean. I've been in um, religion. And this is my religion. Uh, really, I mean, I believe in the whole Jesus thing and all that. That's a side thing. My, I, I mean, I, I used to want to do other things very passionately, and um, I've learned in my walk through life that my forte, what I'm supposed to be doing, is this: is writing and publishing, and and finding people, publishing them, figuring it all out, how to do it, which I have. 
It's very simple. And uh, the, the, the hard part is to actually going further in the marketing and the all nine, nine yards to make us like, uh, like, you know, um, huge. <laughs> and still, you know, I, I like to be um, a nice independent publisher, a nice independent author. Independence is what it's all about anyway. And we don't want to sign contracts with people that'll do something else with our shit. So um, it's uh-huh. uh, it's it's really cool just doing it this way, like it's Kathleen Kennedy fun. did to uh, to George Lucas. Uh, I don't want to say that. Oh, oh. It, it, anyway, I haven't seen Rise of Skywalker yet. Mm. <laughs> well, you know the funny just, thing is uh, when I when I wake up in the morning, I go on Newsy. And there's only just a couple of things I'm interested in Newsy, and everything else is boring. I don't care about politics, really. And the Donald Trump thing, and, 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 and I, I, you know, I voted for him but I, because of Hillary. But I don't, I'm not really into that. And, and I turn it off, and I go to the news of the rise of Skywalker. So how's that doing? That's more interesting. <laughs> Because I'm a Star Wars fan, yeah. and I keep going. And, you know, I got to see it. Some people like it. Most people, all oh, the Star Wars, really big people. Okay, I don't want to be cut off. I'll go off in a. I'm rambling. Okay. okay Happy Grant, holidays see. and Merry Christmas, everybody. We'll, we'll, Happy we'll holidays and Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. Well, thank you so much. Happy thank New you Year. so much, everybody. Tom, Jeff, and Rochelle, and, and Terry Thanks Horns. Oh, yeah, it's been beautiful. Hey, let's do this again sometime in the year, next year, new year. Yes, oh, we will. will. All righty. Francie, you're on mute. Here's, oh. <laughs> Here's a song that makes you feel guilty for having a happy Christmas. I really appreciate you guys. I really appreciate you. And, and we'll keep I, in touch. We appreciate you of too, course. Nick. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. You All too. right, here's a Obviously. Christmas you song that'll go make you go. Ah, damn it! What am I doing wrong? What the ladies so singing about? So this is Christmas. What have you done? Another Please year over. Done. Make sure that world in the Shatner thing is. So this is Christmas. Have you done?
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.